Welcome, 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 everybody. Becky left the chat scheduled for one fall feed. I'm your host, Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. That was five welcomes. That's so many welcomes. I, I feel so welcome. The one we recorded earlier, I did like four, and I was like, that's a lot. And this one feel, felt well. I also call myself co-host on that one, but I guess it's host, co-host, co I don't even know. I mean, if you're a co-host, doesn't that also mean you're a host? Am I not a host? No, no. The way I just said it, because earlier today I said co-host. I'm, am I, I'm your am co-host, I, you're the co-host. We're both co-hosts. Like, am I the Robin to your Howard, or are we both um, hosting? I'm going to tell you what we're not. You're not the Mr. Perfect to my Ric Flair. <laughs> I hope not. Because, I hope not. Because... That would be problematic. Spicy. So we have... A special episode for you where we actually had 40 minutes worth of wrestling matches called Saturday Night's Main Event. Get good ones. Well, yeah. Yeah, they were yeah, matches. they were good ones. They were three, matches. There were only three. I know. That's what I'm saying. So we had sa- good. We had a main event on Saturday night, and then we roll right into a Superstars. So we're going to break these down individually. We're not going to spend a lot of time on anything that's not super important promo-wise, because at the end of the episode, after we've gone through all of the matches and our normal breakdown, we're actually going to get ready for the Survivor Series. So I figured we can go through a little deeper dive of these feuds and stuff then. Um, kind of break it up a little. Ready? I am. So we start our Saturday Night Main Event. We got Vince and Bobby. Mm-hmm. We got our wonderful just banners and logos that we've been using for the past 20 years. What do you mean? Just all the logos. I'm just like, like around dressing up the building. Like... It just looks like, like these fucking logos. Like what really? They just it, it just looks like cruise ship energy, like cruise ship banners and everything all around. Like what it's just... I find unbelievable mm-hmm. is not the logos in the building, but the ones that they put on screen before the yes, match that the they haven't thing. been doing at all until like last week. And now they're just like, look at this crazy logo. And they're the... just like really pimping out these like... 92 fab. Well, I've been mentioning this Papa Shango one for a while and the Bret Hart one. You have. Because those, yeah, they they have the logos. They pop they're them up on the back of like the Titantron behind, thing that they have. And yeah. the Titantron and the promos, but now they're just putting them on the screen too. Mm-hmm. Like they're just really shoving them down your throat. Yeah, they're, I know what you're talking about. They're, they're really jumping I thought you so. meant like the Ico Pro flags that are. Well, the whole thing. Just, that, that just, just everything. Because it, it looks like a cruise ship. Like it looks like we're just at a cruise ship, living our best, like a lot of that cruise ship energy. And I'm not mad at it. No, I love it all. That would be cool. A 1990s WWF slash E themed cruise. Uh, no. <laughs> Full stop, no. No. That just, that, that, that sounds, that sounds like the plane ride from hell only on a boat for a week. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't sound great. I don't think that's great. <laughs> but we had three matches. Oh, we had three matches and we had a few sets of promos. So pretty good, I would say. This is a, kind of a supersized episode. We started with Money, Inc. versus the Ultimate Maniacs. Yo, those Ultimate Maniacs run in looking like Big Mac with fries. The red and yellow McDonald's energy. I'm here for it. I'm here for... <laughs> it makes I, me hungry. I have the homage yellow. I showed it to you. We were talking about it last week, but I showed you. I have uh-huh. the shirt. The Ultimate Maniac. The Ultimate Maniac shirt. They uh-huh. are uh, simultaneously the, I would imagine, like, best dark tag team ever. And also 
what is this officially like one and done as friends right because they yeah, had the one know. where they were forced together i'm sure that they were probably doing this at like house shows like if we looked at like a house show card i bet you they're doing this a lot like in the past four months they had right? to have been they must yeah. have been because yeah. like that was what they were setting up and this is just uh this is it jen it's all we see we see them get a beat down that's what we see did you see dvse's face plant uh yeah did it you was, see his headstand flop over? Yes. He, That's the technical name for it? He was attempting to channel his inner Ric Flair. <laughs> Those were million dollar flops. And I loved it. Yeah. I love how this match ends. Tell everybody. Like how I feel like every single Money Inc. match, like at Money Inc. as tag team champion match ends this way. Where they just say, fuck this. I love it. We're getting beat up too much. Macho Man with the hot tag. Too much for us. We're, we're, we outie. And they just... The and be- they just walk away and they say, fuck it. We'll take the L and keep the strap. The best part so of them much. as a tag team is this energy. Because I could just only imagine this happening everywhere. Where you're just like, okay, our heroes are going to win. And then it's like, fuck that, I'm out. And you're like, well, our heroes did win. But they didn't win anything. It's because the, you can't beat them because it's just like they never, it's like they are the, the catalyst for the like, you know, no DQ matches. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like just their energy of always, always walking out. It's, and then it's like, well, no, got to go back or you forfeit the title. It's the perfect way to um, keep them as champs and have the crowd excited that the good guys mm-hmm. won. But then you're also... You, you hate them a little bit more because they took away the opportunity for your guys to wear the belts. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't hate them. I love them. But you know what I mean? Like, that that heel, like, we're going to walk away. And then they do. Mm-hmm. And the maniacs chase them. Mm-hmm. And they, like, attack them. But then Ric Flair, Mr. Perfect, and Razor Ramon run out and attack the maniacs. The so piece. it's just complete... The three-piece. The greatest. I would say also, so we have simultaneously the greatest dark tag team and also the greatest three-piece. It's just yeah. so good. Yeah. And it's like a hot second with this three-piece. Well, because, yeah, because yeah. it's gone by next week. By by next week, we're, uh, well, we're about to talk about it soon enough. Mm-hmm. But anything else you want to take away from this match? Outside uh, of no, being... I was surprised at how long um, all four guys we're in the ring with the ref having no control over it. Not that I'm surprised that that happens, but I feel like back in 92, it's like if the guy's in the ring for more than like eight seconds, it's just match over. Well, so, know, I mean, the ref really, he really was a little lenient with them here, you know? You know, you know it reminds me of like, uh, it, it reminds me, this time period reminds me of like wrestling video games. So if you've ever played a wrestling video game, and, like, you come in, like, even the games now, you come in as the tag team partner. Like, it lets you screw around for a little bit. And it goes, all right, you got to leave. And then it just ends the game, right? The ref's like, now nah, you lose because you were dicking around yeah, too much. Yeah, that's what normally that's happens. That's what normally happens. But, but here, then, he let yep. it go a little bit long. And it just... Yeah, it, it was a little... It, it's almost like it's just, you know... It's, it's just, like Jack Tunney turned a turned a blind eye to this one. Glimpses. Just little, yeah. little tiny little glimpses of what's going to come in the Attitude Era where you're like, every match, they're outside the ring, they're throwing each other into the stands, every, and just, Listen. and there's a ref, and there's just no institutional control. Let me enjoy these mid-90s before the Attitude Era comes. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't love the Attitude Era. 
But this is my time to enjoy. This is it. You're this here for it. the new generation. New gen. I'm a new gen. New gen. 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 <gasps> new gen. Gen. Well, we go from that. We go from the Money Inc. win to Shawn Michaels versus British Bulldog. Mm-hmm. A match that has to happen or for us to set up our champion versus champion Survivor Series matchup. So, Shawn Michaels, best the British Bulldog. Who's missing here? The sensational one. You know, she's not there. I wonder if there's trouble I be- afoot. I believe, uh, as we... As we noted on the road run up to SummerSlam, and then at the SummerSlam we never thought we'd ever see, <laughs> all these things are now coming back around, and there was some tension at that SummerSlam, if I recall correctly. There were some issues, if I recall correctly, that appeared to be bubbling out. Well, I think that um, she might still be receiving some medical attention from her her mirror to the head that she suffered. I know. I know this. So. There's a lot going on. There was a lot. There was already thunder in paradise at that point. There's already issues. And instead of uh, resolving this storyline <laughs> with British Bulldog, we waited till the Saturday Night Main Event. And now we have to start a new storyline with Marty Janae. Mm-hmm. For this high seas trap. But. But we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not going to be there we're, for We're just a few bubbling. Months. We're just bubbling. We're brewing. We're bubbling. We're, we're, we're um, making a stroganoff. So, yeah, this starts. Did you like this match? Um, it was decent. That was, I, a, I, that, that was a pause. Yeah, because <laughs> because I'm really trying to... I'm trying to... Um, I just... We've see, we're going to end up seeing them so much over the next... You know, it's going to be different now, now that we're spacing out watching these, but we saw them so much work together for the past... Like, the next four or five years. Yeah, but you that can't... That it's just kind of like... You can't do a rewatch... With that attitude, you have to no, look at no, this no, like no. it's fresh and new because this is, for all intents and purposes, like the first time you really see these two guys wrestle, and they put on a good match. Right, they put on a good match, but the problem is, is that I think at this point, Shawn Michaels just is technically, you know, it's it's kind of like Bret Hart. I think what Shawn Michaels does differently than Bret Hart, and what he does better, and what I think Bret Hart does better, right? So I think Bret Hart is superior. In that he makes other people look good because of his technical skill. And I think Sean makes other people look good because of his, like, um, you know, his his flair and flair flop ability. Where he just, like, the hits he takes look so good. He takes such good bumps. Yeah, he sells really well. And so he sells the other guys really well. Where Brett kind of, like, I wouldn't say he sells them really well. But he sells a lot of the technical aspects of the moves either he's doing or they're doing. So he, he makes sells it well seem too, better. But Sean's more... In, in a little bit of a different way. More technical. Performative. Yes. Sean's definitely more... But... Yes. What I like about... Shawn Michaels and the Bulldog together... Is like the speed. It's just really fast-paced match. And it always is with the two of them. Right, because... And it's, it's like, Sean's speed versus the Bulldog's, like, just brute strength. So it's that fun, like, Sean will run into him, and then the Bulldog just basically, like, lifts a pinky and knocks him down, and then he gets up again, all flustered, and runs again. Like, it's just that kind of, like, back and forth, like, flip over to, like, then this one's gonna flop that one over. And at one point, Vince is like, this action's too fast to call! But really, we know that Vince just doesn't know the name of any of the moves right. anyway. Right, right. Um... 
so that's why, I mean, I really like this match because of that. There is a point in the middle where there's just like a very long abdominal stretch that just seems to go on forever and then it stops and it happens again. But I feel like you need that like but see, to pace that's, it out. Right. But you see, that's where I think it's, you know, it's kind of like a, it's almost like a, a catcher calling like a baseball game or something like that, where it's like when it's Bret Hart and Bulldog, there's probably more of the stretches, more of those other moves, which makes it flow better and work better with his style versus where it's Sean and Bulldog, like in this one. And I think, like you said, it's it's a lot of stop, you know, good pacing and then stop. And you're like, Ugh. and then good pacing and stop. So I think it's just different how they do it. Like I, I think Shawn Michaels, um, later on, they get it, get it down a little more. So having hindsight and seeing it and just, and just having come off of the SummerSlam, that's why I'm saying it's, yeah, it was good. Like I enjoyed it. I thought it was a solid match. Um, I would give it for sure an A minus. If I was rating these. Yeah. If I, I, was, I, would, if I was grading them. I would give it like a B plus. I thought it was really good. I think, you know, that both of them, just knowing again where they're both going to go, was, it was good. Also, like how you said when we started watching this that like Brett was your champ and you never saw him win. I never saw Sean win the IC strap and he was the IC champ when mm-hmm. I really started getting into this. Um, So it was cool to see him win, you know? And yeah. Then, like, yeah. I thought that was... A thing that I should have seen. But, but you know, we, we were also products of a different generation, too, which, um, you know, I, I think there's a very specific set of kids right now that get to grow up and their, their culture and their fandom gets to be like they get to see things start and then go through. You know, like there's a generation of kids that, like, let's say saw this Marvel stuff start and then go through, like, a big through line of the 90s and being, you know, born in the 80s into the 90s is like a lot of the things that you like had already kind of like happened and you jumped in the middle of the story so like this Bret Hart thing happened like him winning the title happened off screen so nobody even really saw it because it wasn't really supposed to be what it was at the time that it was remember there was all the old guys and Ric Flair Mm. got hurt and it was Macho Man so it wasn't even necessarily his time same thing with Shawn Michaels they just kind of you know, we didn't know what this was going to be. We didn't know about the steroid scandal and all that stuff. If you but were born in the 70s. God, it's so, like, it sucks that those older guys had to go and the steroid scandal, like, fucked with them and everything like that. But, like, don't you think that these fresh guys coming up and they're just hungry? Like, you're watching this and they're, like, they're doing it because they want to prove themselves. And you feel that. They're not just coming out... With all the accolades already, already like, okay, cool, everybody loves me. They're, like, really working for it. And you can see that. And you can see the, like, the drive. And you it can makes, see and it. I think it makes it so much more fun to watch. I think it's a lot more fun to watch. And you can definitely see it. And it definitely is a through run that's there. But if you grew up, if you were born in the 60s or 70s and you watched this, you had but a few champions. Right? Other people might have gotten it, but it was basically the same upper echelon. There is no upper echelon. That's gone. So we when we came in specifically, it plugged in there was no higher hierarchy. So that's part of the, the cool part you're talking about is that pecking order of trying to see who's gonna come out on top from all of this and who's gonna have the best matches and the best storylines. I mean it it is pretty cool to see that for sure. But I mean like 
you know, like I said, we just, you know, I, I grew up and it was like, okay, well, he's the champion that I remember. Other people won, took the title from him. Like you said, same thing with uh, Sean, the Intercontinental title. But that's only a very specific time to come into it. If you'd come in in the mid-80s, it's Hulk But over. that's wrestling. I mean, it's just a thing that's been you going know? on since, what, the 60s or whatever? R- or longer right. than that. And right, but it was the same You have to champions. come in at some point, you know. And at least now, um, like when we started watching it, it was on at this time and that time and that's it. And you could catch it or you don't catch it. Maybe, you know, your friend will tell you what happened or you grab a magazine, but it was what it was. I mean, now with not only the internet, but like Peacock and the ability to watch all this stuff, like you're a kid and you start watching it now, you could go back and you could see your guy start out and you could see where yeah, you it kind see of, the whole thing. so it's kind of cool. I mean, um, yeah. So this match, uh, I thought was really entertaining, um, for some reason, in the middle of it, Vince starts talking about how George Bush is a stand-up guy and is yelling at Heenan for mentioning Ross Perot. So, I mean, that's a that's a fun little time capsule situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it just basically ends with um, Bulldog getting thrown into the turnbuckle, but the pad is gone because Sean took it off. And then he plops Shawn Michaels up on the top rope and goes to suplex him but since his back is now so fucked up mm-hmm. it's that brutal turnbuckle whack he uh, falls and sean jumps on top of him and, and pins him so it ends the way that any heel win has to end you know not cleanly so yeah i thought it was a good match yeah i thought it was good i think you're good it was about a b plus then we uh jumped to some a promos. minus a minus a minus some promos yeah uh, Ric Flair was ready for whoever, whoever comes out of the uh, Survivor Series. He, well, he wants the champ, is what he wants. Wednesday. He wants whoever Brett. He out. wants Sean. He doesn't care who's the champ. He Wh- wants the champ. Out. He wants them. Um, they are just celebrating that the Ultimate Maniacs lost. Flair is fired up. He's wooing like crazy. He kind of doesn't look too great. Like he <laughs> looks like maybe he's coming off a bender or sick or something. His eyes are kind of like pale, and uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, he's fired up. And then we jump into the dungeon. Stu Hart. Oh my god. Bret Hart versus Papa Shango. We're going to have children still being afraid of the voodoo lord. And Bret Hart (laughs) talking about how this was his boyhood dream as well when he was in the dungeon. Oh my god. Wrestling. And learning to wrestle by his dad. He goes into a a whole spiel about... He has seven brothers, and his dad took them all downstairs to, to the, the dungeon. dungeon so they could wrestle. And um, his dad's the best wrestler, and he's you know he's always wanted to be the champ, and now here he is. It's been eight years, and he's just going. And uh, I love you, Brett, but I mean, way to <laughs> way to take that flare energy and fucking just clothesline it right down to the ground. Um, you enjoyed this thoroughly though, because this had your, this had all the makings of <laughs> your favorite type of match where there's enough room and pregnant pauses in the action that Bobby Heenan could declare a new champion over and over and over again uh-huh. with That's it not true. actually happening, um, to, to immediately correct himself after he does something or says something and just gets his reign to be Bobby Heenan. So tell me some of your, uh. Heenanisms, if you will, that you wrote down. Shango's gotta beat him. He don't have to beat Shango. Every single championship match. Every time. He reminds Every you time. of the rules. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah. He reminds you that money in can just walk away and it's fine. That's true. Take that L, keep the strap. I mean, he's a really good manager. He knows all the rules. That's 90% of being a good manager. If I was a wrestler back in the 90s or 80s, I would really hope that Bobby Heenan would be my manager. You don't want Jimmy Hart. I want Bobby Heenan. You don't want Mr. Fuji. I want Bobby Heenan. How about Captain Lou Albano? Heenan. The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase? If I can't get Heenan, then yes. Okay, he's, so he's your second choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, he wasn't even a manager. Like, what are you talking about? I'm just saying. I just threw him out there. Oh, right yeah, yeah, yeah. You had, to, you had to throw something at me. I mean, no, he no. had a stable. He had a stable of people. He had a corporation. Listen, I said early 90s. Okay. okay. All right. All right, all right. No, I don't. I, I wouldn't. I want to stay away from that as far as I can. Here's my question. I see what happens to his guys. Here's my question. Mm. Did we see the same five moves? Yeah, of course, same five moves. Did it end as all of these things end with a money sharpshooter shot? Of course, of course, it ended with a sharpshooter where you look and you're like, yo, Papa Shango couldn't reach the rope. I was like, (laughs) I was like, I I think he probably could. You know, it's just, yeah. Again, again, later on, you know, as we're building these things and everybody's seeing the same, you know, as everybody's starting to get a collective view. Of these finishers and these moves and all these things. You know, as we go further into the future, it's like, yeah, uh, I'm going to break that. Like, I'm going to, like, crab walk out of that. You know what I mean? Like, they just yeah, yeah, yeah. come, you know. This well, is this just... is back This is back when, yeah, when is uh, finishers were, were still. Well, this is back <laughs> when it's time. It, it, that's it. You know, we're, yeah. we're not we're not building the drama that I'm going to break out of your finishing move. Yeah, no, we, you know, you we're can't not doing just that. break out of a finishing move back, no. back in, these, in these days. So, he wins. And um, then we're treated to. A funeral baller. We haven't had one of these in a while. We haven't had one of these in months. Months? Like, it must have been, what, like, February or something? March? It's and you told really me this was filmed in October? This was filmed, so it aired November 14th um, at night. Obviously, it's Saturday night's main event. Um, but it was filmed October 27th. So, we get some real good Halloween vibes with this funeral parlor. Yeah, it was it was creepy, to say the least. I, I, I'm not a, a fan... I know why they do it. I'm not a fan and I'm just the, the maggot larva. Yeah, I was going to ask if it's the maggots that bother it's you. It's the larva. Is it the when carcass they say, and the rotting? Because that's that what really is... It, yeah. It's it, it's like, it reminds me again of... Uh, <laughs> you won't get this reference, but if anybody's listening to this and they do, um, shout outs, let me know. Um, but it's just more like uh, like the Winter Soldier, like in the movie Captain America Winter Soldier, where it's just like... Daniel Brule's character is just saying words and the words together like trigger the Winter Soldier to be like to go into like brainwashed mode and it's like carcass okay doesn't really do anything but then like flies and I'm like oh. maggots I'm like oh. and then larva I'm like why it's like the whole progression <laughs> okay okay I think just for each me, individual word triggered like maggots it's like is the worst for me it. I yeah. think maggots is larva after the maggots it's just like, oh, that's just where I draw the line. You know, so it's just it's just a progression. And so it's just like in that movie where he's just saying the lines to trigger his brain. It's like these lines together make me, you know, each individual one wouldn't do it. 
Yeah, it's just... He said, oh, the larva, but it's like, I'm going to take your rotting... Rotting? Rotting? Started rotting. Rotting carcass. Mm. And it's all together. Yeah, it's not good. And it's for... I'll just remind everyone, uh, this is for children at this time. Yeah! So it's like, real... Ugh. It bothers me. As a goddamn adult. Yeah, like I'm like, I can't imagine children... Then where do we go from here? We go back to Mean Gene. Okay. He's got our man, Brett. He's got the champ. Um, we are led to believe that this is filmed at this moment, yet I have my suspicions that these two men, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, looking fresh. And not. Unsweaty. Glistening with all the sweat. and No, I mean, of course, Brett's hair is, is dripping because he always has wet hair. But, uh, also, Brett's hair is wetter in the beginning because I feel like he wets it and then it kind of starts to dry as the match goes on. True. So he has wet hair, and Sean has dry hair. So I'm thinking that this maybe was filmed before. I don't know. I don't know. I think you're onto something, kid. I might be. Um, yo, I really like this promo, though. Like Jean, promo. Mean Jeans is talking to Brett, and then Sean comes by, and he's like yelling at him that, hey, man, I came in here, and I said that I was going to leave the Intercontinental Champ. And I am, right? And who did I beat? The guy who you lost to. At SummerSlam. That's who I beat. So I'm coming for you. I'm coming for your belt. And it's just they're yelling at each other and kind of like poking and shoving each other. And it just gets really heated. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is good. Like, this feels legit and real, even though I know it's not. Like, it just feels like it. Like, they both do a good job at, like... They bring a lot of high energy, if you would. Yeah, they bring that hostility that I'm like, this is what I'm here to see. Like, it feels believable. I don't... They're not standing in front of a... In front of a flag that says, like, heartbreak kid, like... Talking in uh, in riddles like they're actually really like coming at each other and uh, it's a a foreshadowing perhaps. I agree. I think that's exactly what it is. It's a little bit of a foreshadowing of what we're gonna get in the future with this. But um, yeah. There's a scoop. Whoa, 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 whoa! What scoop? Bobby has a scoop. What's the scoop? He just got a scoop, as. Saturday night's main event is wrapping up. Savage okay. and Warrior will not be together at Survivor Series. Why? One of them will be there with a new partner. Really? That's Are you it. serious? Yeah, I'm serious. And the thing is that during this whole show, Bobby Heenan is fucking with this box. He has a gift and he's trying to open it, but he never opens it. And then it leaves it on the table and he says, I'm not even going to open this gift. And wow. I'm really upset that I don't know what's in the box. What's in the box, Bobby? Going to the Paltrow's severed head. <sighs> That's in every box. Yo, I was just so relieved that it wasn't the dog. Can we talk about how fucked up that is? Anyway, let's go back to wrestling. So, <laughs> we end our main event on a Saturday night. We pick up Saturday morning, November 21st, getting ready for what is set to be a Thursday to remember. We had... A Thursday to remember. Wednesday night. I'm sorry, Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. Wednesday so night. this is the first superstars we have in months and months and months. I think this whole year. That isn't... Yeah, this whole year. That isn't Vince and Mr. Perfect commentating. Mm-hmm. Bobby Heenan. Yep. Took the place of Mr. Perfect. Yep. Why, Jen? We'll find out. So we get started. Well, I, I'll, I'll run this down quick with these matches because these matches really don't mean a whole heck of a lot. So we had Bret Hart defeating Virgil face and face 
Don't really know why we had this match. Bret Hart wins. They hug at the end. Not really spoiling anything or saying anything too perfect. Then we had... I mean, at least we got a match, you know? Yeah. I, it really is nonsensical. I think maybe they're just trying to give Virgil a little push. Something. Or maybe just... Maybe just turn up the heat on the Hitman. Have people, like, really riled up about Hitman, about Brett. I, I don't know. I don't it know. just seems really... Then we had Yokozuna against Todd Becker. And Todd Becker looks like Yokozuna was hurting him, as many people oh, tend wait, to do. Oh, wait. First, we have a special bulletin, my friend. No, no, no. Wait. Oh, okay, I'm okay. just going to run these matches out, because... There's, there's really nothing here. Then we had the Natural mm-hmm. Disasters beating Mike Kramer and Steve Walker and Lance Cassidy beating Barry Horowitz. Now, the only reason I want to run those out is so now we can come right into our promos and then our review. So, in between that Bret Hart and Yokozuna matchup, we had a special bolt. We had Mr. Mr. Gene telling us what, Jen? Well, he has a Survivor Series update. Mr. Perfect is going to replace the Ultimate Warrior in the tag team match at Survivor Series. Boom. Right. And then they show a clip from, what was it, uh, Primetime, where Macho Man says, Mr. Perfect, I want to wrestle with you. I don't like you. You're not my favorite person, but you're the best wrestler here, and I'm choosing you to be my new partner because the warrior, he's outie. Boom. So, yeah. Then they have a little promo with them. Um, Perfect's excited to get back in the ring. Macho Man, you know, says, you're not my favorite guy, but you are. You're the best wrestler here, so I'm picking you. I choose you, Pikachu. Wonderful. There they it's are. It's perfect. It is perfect. And I'm excited because I love watching Mr. Perfect wrestle. I know. And we haven't had him all year. We haven't had him since last, what, SummerSlam? When he lost the icy strap to Brett? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been over a year. And it's... Put that perfection back in the ring. It's time. And yeah. immediately after that promo's cut. And you know it's because he has like back problems. Yeah. You know. IRL, but um, so it's I'm happy that he's still around, but it's really exciting that uh we're gonna get to see him in the ring. And immediately, immediately after that promo was cut, Bobby the Brain Heaton losing his mind during the match with Yokozuna lost his mind. Also, Mister Fuji comes in in a promo, and he calls him Yokozuma. Oh, I know, I know, I know, and we both laughed when that happened. Like, Just going, is- I don't understand how you don't know your own guy's name. And again, Bobby Heenan keeping the energy for all two minutes. Of Todd Becker's beating. Bringing us right to the event center. Mm-hmm. Echo Pro. It's brought to you by Echo Pro. For everybody that loves their body or wants a body, has a body. Has a body. Um, needs a body. Loves a body. Uses their body. <sighs> everybody. That part <laughs> I know. Um, we got a Nasty Boys promo. They're with the Natural Disasters. Now they're both faces. I hate they, it. Yeah. It, Sorry. I just, I just hate... I hate all of them as faces. We got Kamala. They're great heels. Why? Why do we? Why? Because we have to. We got Kamala. Yep. Just doing a promo. Promo. Getting ready to get <laughs> put in a casket by the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Then we had our update at the Saturday Night Main Event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get all the highlights from all the matches, all the... So you just, if you didn't see that, we gave you the two-minute rundown, which... 
Yeah. They reshow that promo with Brett and Sean that I just mentioned. Which, like, if you had to take it out of context, I would rather have just watched the Saturday Night Main Event and then watched, like, the Survivor Series versus, like, Superstars. Like, because I feel like that was just better. It's more entertaining Well, product. the Superstars are just there to hype you up for the pay-per-views, really. I mean... Right, but I mean, like, that's... Keep you invested. I mean... Yeah, the, the Saturday Night Main you know Event I mean? was... That Saturday Night Main Event was good. Was good, yeah. Absolutely. And we, uh... Anything else on that? Mm-mm. No, sorry, so you're going to jump in there. Um, during the Natural Disasters match... No. <laughs> you had this you had this line that you wrote uh, that you grabbed out that Bobby said, What if your own brother stabbed you in the back, Vinny? Well he, oh no no, he doesn't say Vinny. So Like he was asking no, because, what if his brother stabbed because, you in the back. Because Vince McMahon is like, calm down, Bobby. You're because he's just you're gonna have like a heart attack. Like he's just losing he's, his fucking mind about this upset. Mr. Perfect situation. He's very upset because it's like his brother stabbed yeah, him in the he's back. He's like, I paid him well. He's I think he said at one point I didn't pay him in food stamps. He did say that. And then he said, what if your own brother's dead in the back? And Vince goes, I don't have a brother. And what does Bobby say? You don't deserve one. <laughs> what does that even fucking He said, you don't deserve a brother. <laughs> I, that was the reaction you gave then, and that's the reaction you give now. How I don't do know. You, Pat, real talk, Pat. Yeah. How do you not love Bobby? Like, he, like, the things he fucking says. Like, how do you not... Because, to to be honest with you... You don't deserve one. To be honest with you, it's just such an old school... It just... It's very specific, the the sounds of the uh, WWE product. And it's just so silly. Like, this is just... Like, that's so silly. And I know you enjoy it immensely. Um, I do like Jerry... I like Jerry the King Lawler better, I think. I just... I don't know why. Maybe it's just the first person I heard. So then I just feel like... I, you know, because I think I, I think I remember probably seeing like a Monday Night Raw and seeing Vince and Jerry. No, Vince, what isn't it? Vince and Macho Man, and then I think at and some Bobby. point Bobby, it was like comes. some weird comedian guy, and then Bobby comes and then Bobby in. Comes they kind of yeah. come in and out, but um, listen, I'm not taking anything away from Jerry Lawler. Like I, I, love I know, I, you know, I love Jerry Lawler too, but just the things that Bobby Heenan says are so. Oh, this stuff is so entertaining, even when it's not just listening to the commentary when Bobby Heenan's there. Anywho. We end this match. We go to our Survivor Series report. Yep. I'm seeing the main thing to discuss, which can only be um, discussed last, right? And then I'm seeing, just you wrote Nails, Big Boss Man, Harvey Bubbleman, and Kim G. So they just call cut promos? Yeah. Because I think I was still laughing from Razor Ramon's Wednesday. Wednesday. Well, Wednesday I actually think Harvey Lippman and Kimchi already happened. But yes, we do get nails. The Wednesday? We get Big Boss Man. Yeah, and that's it. But we'll, we'll move the, on. The Ric Flair, Razor Ramon promo. The Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday energy. So, but it just starts with Razor Ramon in his wrestling gear. Mm-hmm. There you go. As, since his vignettes, this is, this is how you see him. Always. That's it. And Ric Flair in a full suit and tie. Wild tie. Full suit and tie. Razor Ramon is literally Eyes in... bugging out of his head. In his wrestling underoos, Jen. He's in his wrestling underoos. No, he's wearing his tidy razors. Trunks. I was going to say, yeah, his tidy yellows. I think they were yellows. They're yellows. Tidy goldies. And Ric Flair just freaking out saying, I beat everybody. Wednesday. At the Royal Rumble. Wednesday. Except for you. Wednesday. Mr. Perfect, because you wouldn't get in the ring with me. Wednesday. Then he goes away. Then Razor Ramon. Wednesday. 
<laughs> he pays for Monstars, his promo. Wednesday. Coming at them. He just keeps saying Wednesday, 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 over and over and over and over again. Wednesday. And he's like coming at the camera, Wednesday. 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 Like, come at me, bro. Wednesday. I and think... then Ric Flair comes back in, loses his suit jacket, his tie's all for Disheveled. I made up my own word. Okay. And he's just crazy. And he's screaming and he's he's angry wooing and Razor Ramon's coming with the Wednesday energy. It's Wednesday. It was wonderful. It was one of the best out of left field promos I think I've seen in a long time mm-hmm. because a lot of times when we're doing this and we're rewatching these, you're just on a little autopilot when you get there. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, what? It reminds me of the, the first time I heard uh, the Sunny Trout when they were just doing <laughs> a minute and a half of dad jokes about fishing. <laughs> But this was just Wednesday. That's gonna Wednesday. be on my on my highlights of favorite moments oh, yeah. of the year. Yeah. But um definitely the best comment. Yeah, this was a good promo. I'd say this promo and the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels promo, my two favorites um of these two weeks in completely different ways. Absolutely. They're completely different energies one. and they're one is like funny and why you love old school wrestling, and the other one is like showing you more like where this is going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, we end... <laughs> we, get a, we get a vignette on Bam Bam. Bam Bam's coming next week. I'm for so everyone. Excited. And then we go into the Lance Cassidy by Horowitz match, which we referenced that occurred, but it was really just to showcase this clown that's in the audience again. What's going on with Lance Cassidy? Like, why? why? Okay, right. anyway, yes. So, we see Doink in the, in the crowd again. We get a final promo to take us out. Undertaker and Paul Bear, again, <laughs> back to the carcasses, the Undertaker's working uh-huh. in his workshop. He comes like, out of his fully crafted Kamala casket that is painted like Kamala's belly. And he basically says, when I put your carcass in here, your heart <laughs> will be beating so fast. And I'm just like, but if he's a carcass, he's not going to have a heartbeat. Right? It's just ridiculous. It I, is just, it's just Undertaker beautifulness. It was wonderful. It, I mean, it's everything it needed to be. I just don't know what else to say. <laughs> nothing else to say. You know, I just don't know what else to say. It's just savage. I think we've, we've touched on it all and I think we're ready. We're ready for the Survivor Series. We're ready to see the culmination of the Boss Man Nails view. Oh shit, we get high energy. Who are they wrestling at Survivor Series? I actually, I forgot. I don't even know. We'll find out. I mean, they have literally I didn't even write it down. Up. They did for a split second, but I didn't write it down. Now I forgot. Probably the Beverly Brothers, because I don't think that No, they... aren't the Beverly Brothers, aren't they going against... That's right. They're with Money, Inc. Yeah, they're going against the 90 Days. Uh, um, well, they're somewhere doing something. Maybe, uh, is the Mountie doing anything? The Quebecers? Does that become a thing yet? Are they a thing yet? Oh, man. Unprepared. Nah, it's all good. So <laughs> Because everybody's listening to this. Yeah, all all you out, all one of you out there is yeah. really all involved in the high energy. You. Yeah, you're like, oh man, you know this. They had me up until they didn't tell me what was going on with high energy. They had, they I was there, I was there for the whole thing. So here's our feuds that have been simmering on our pot, which we're finally gonna get rid of them. Boss man nails. We're gonna end this shit now. Oh my god, thank goodness. Tatanka Rick Martel. Something's gonna give with these fucking feathers. <laughs> Yo. That was your fault for drinking while I'm trying to cut these, cut my own promo. I made a delicious mojito for this. Okay. Undertaker, Kamala, a carcass will be (sighs) carcide. Carcide? 
Mr. Perfect stepping up with Macho Man. Yep. Against Flair and Razor. Uh, I do not remember this Survivor Series, and I'm so psyched for that match. Brett the Hitman Hart, champion versus champion I'm versus Shawn Michaels. So psyched for that match. Are you ready for the perfect partner to step in? Are you ready for a title versus title match? I don't know what I'm more excited about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you going into this right now, based on what we have, based on what we have available before we get to the awards. I am most excited actually to see Mr. Perfect wrestle again with Macho Man. I'm most excited for that. I am really excited for that. I, it's hard though. I'm really excited for that, but he's in a tag team, so you know. Is he going to get a lot of... I'm sure he'll be in the ring a lot. But also, the Brett and Sean feud starts now. I... Okay. Although you may be right on what you're saying there, I just want you... I'm going to leave you with this parting gift with this nugget. I'm just here for the fucking intros of Razor Ramon, Ric Flair, Macho Man Randy Savage, and Mr. Perfect walking to the ring. I'm going to say... When Pomp and Circumstance drops. These two matches contain... All of my favorite... Wednesday. Like, (laughs) Wednesday. These two matches contain all of my favorite wrestlers at the moment. So, like, I hope it lives up to the hype in my brain. I think it's going to be great. Wednesday. Who won this week's episode? The winner of this week's episode, in my humble opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. My humble opinion. Based on the length of the episode. Yeah. Is... Mr. Perfect, because somehow he has gone from the heels executive consistent uh, executive assistant to now the perfect partner for Macho Man Randy Savage. Mr. Perfect is my winner. Yeah. You're going to say Shawn Michaels, aren't you? I am. I am. I mean. I don't want to stand, but the guy just won a strap and now he's getting a championship match. Okay. He's on the upswing, you know? Agree to disagree. That's fine. Because I'm going to tell you something. He's not going to win next week. He's not. And Mr. Perfect might for me because he's getting back in the ring. But, I mean, for this one, like, how do you... First of all, he's in the best match. That match with Bulldog is the best match we saw for these two weeks, right? Can we agree on that? I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and say the best match I saw was Yokozuna. So who lost the week for you? Max Moon. Max Moon wasn't even there. That's the point. <laughs> no. Just, we had multiple Max be- Moon events. Where's Max Moon? Bring back Max. Okay. The loser of the week. <laughs> if, I, if I can't choose Max Moon. Which, which you can't. Okay. Okay. So if I can't choose Max Moon. Mm-hmm. In I my wish you, I opinion, wish you wouldn't. The loser of this week. Yeah. Is Kamala. Oof. <laughs> Undertaker getting a lot <laughs> yeah. of screen time. Yeah. Talking a lot about how he's going to kill you and your 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 carcass will be eaten <sighs> and digested as part of the circle of life. And, and you he, have said nothing of substance back to this man. He's just made noises at him and the thing he's is He's been running from now... the casket. Remember he's been running from the casket for the I past six from weeks. That fucking casket too. So I'm saying he's the loser because yeah. his time is coming. Listen, that casket is painted like him. It's just not good. I agree. <laughs> I have to agree with you. Or maybe uh, us as the audience for not getting uh, one more ultimate ultimate maniacs like promo because I mean their promos were ludicrous. Their promos too. were fire, but um, 
Yeah, it is what it is. Um, I'm going to say my best match is Yokozuna. That's just what it is. You can't. You can't give that your best match. You cannot do that. Okay, then truthfully, my best match is the Money Inc. match. Because I, I just enjoy the uh, buffoonery That's a That's a, a fun match. buffoonery. I mean, listen, you get you have Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior in that match. And I, I, can, I can agree that that match is up for the running. I'm still going to give it to the... To the boys, but, uh, you know, you do you. This was sponsored, and the best money grab always sponsored by IcoPro. IcoPro, for everybody, you <laughs> there gotta was want something it for else, somebody. There was something else called Posters 4 that, like, they had, um, like, one of the event centers was brought to you by, and it was like a poster book that you could get wherever you get your magazines. And I wish I could get that fucking poster book. Did you look on the electronic bag? I'm going to. You should. I will. I will. It may be available. Like, what um, is that? I'm, I'm going to look. I'm going to look. I wonder how many there are. 12 trillion. I uh, mean, we could just decorate this whole pod closet with posters. I would say conservatively, if I had to guess, take a guess, it would be between four and two million. Probably, I, guess it's, I guess it's four. That would make sense. That's somewhere four. between there. So somewhere between four and two million. Well, I think... <laughs> Definitely closer to four. Got it. Anything else you want to add to this? Um, who was best dressed? Ric Flair's suit. I mean, we talked about that. Like, just them together on screen. I'm going to give it to the combination. Sorry, this drink is probably making so much noise on my mic. I am going to give it to the combination Mm -hmm. of the Ultimate Warriors. Ultimate Maniac. I know, I was just like, I said that wrong. The Ultimate Maniacs mm-hmm. um, at the Saturday Night Main event because they look like ketchup and mustard. Okay. And it's you wild. Can, you can take that and I'm going to go ahead and give a man in his wrestling trunks a urine yellow vest. It's gold. Like the like like his chains. Plumes of chest hair. Plumes. and And his toothpick <laughs> standing next to Ric Flair with his beautiful hair. And his suit. That's his hair is such a it's luscious. Such a sight it's a to luscious see. mane. So that's what I'm gonna give it's it to. So bright. Anything else you got? I guess that's it, man. I think that's all we do, right? It is time. We are going to go right now. Segway right this second. Fresh mojito in hand. And have the Saturday night main event and watch the Survivor Series. So, guys, as yes. they say. Anything's possible in the World Wrestling Federation? Whoa, are you drinking a mojito too? I am. Wednesday. (laughs) Wednesday. (sighs) Wednesday. Was Montreal a work?